You're listening to Let's Talk Entertainment, where entertainment comes together. Here's your host, Isaac Amons. Welcome back to Let's Talk Entertainment, everybody. I'm your host, Isaac Amons. Thank you so much for coming again this week. We got a great episode lined up for you. We got Katie Chinakis on the show. She'll be on a little bit later. But first, let's jump right into the news. NFL quarterback Aaron Rodgers has just gotten fined by the NFL for violating the league's COVID-19 protocols. The Green Bay Packers team has also been fined. The NFL fined Rodgers a measly $14,650 for attending a Halloween party with other Packers while he was unvaccinated. The protocols prohibit unvaxxed players from going to large gatherings outside team facilities. Packers receiver Alan Lazard, who was also unvaccinated, was also docked $14,650 for attending the Halloween bash. The big fine, though, came for the Packers team. The franchise was hit with a $300,000 penalty for not enforcing the rules with Rodgers and Lazard, including a failure to wear face coverings inside team facilities. Our second story of the week is also about another NFL player. A woman claiming to have dated NFL player Dalvin Cook throughout the past three years is saying the football star beat her, leaving her a scratched, bruised, and bloody mess. The Minnesota Vikings running back is adamant, though, that he is actually the victim and that the woman is trying to extort him. U.S. Army vet Gracelyn Trimble says she met Cook on a Florida beach in 2018 and started dating him a short time after. Trimble states that in March of 2020, the relationship took a turn for the worst. She claims that Cook had gotten her pregnant and she suffered a miscarriage. While in the hospital dealing with that, Cook was cheating on her. Trimble says that led to a physically violent argument, resulting in a breakup. Three months later, though, they rekindled their relationship and started living together. In mid-November, the two got into another argument at Mall of America, and after returning home, Cook punched her and threw her to the ground. More details on this story can be found on TMZ.com. Our third story of the week is coming out of Houston, Texas, where eight people are dead after a crowd surge at the Astroworld Festival. Travis Scott was on stage performing when a massive crowd surge left eight people dead and hundreds injured. Travis Scott says he did not know a calamity was unfolding when he was on stage Friday night at Astroworld. When he left, he went straight to David Buster's for an after party. Sources connected to Travis tell TMZ the rapper was never told at the festival people had died in the crowd and hundreds more were injured. Sources say Travis did not know the severity of the situation when he arrived at the party. As far as timing, this remains consistent with the fact that no one, including the police, had publicly confirmed the gravity of the events that had taken place. The person who threw the after party was Drake, who had performed with Travis as a surprise guest just as the tragedy was unfolding. Drake's sources claim he also didn't have a clue there were people dying in the crowd. As reported, there were a number of people who were pleading with camera operators and others to stop the show as the crowd crush took its toll which is why a lot of people think Travis had to know what was going on, if not during the concert before he left the venue. However, sources insist he was at least 50 yards from that camera operator and did not hear the pleas to end the show because his fans were dying. We're told when somebody told Travis that Dave and Buster's about the tragedy, he immediately left the party. This seems to support the notion he did not know, even when he left the venue. 
Travis has pledged to pay funeral costs for his eight fans who died at the festival and provide mental health services to anyone who's been affected. Our thoughts and prayers are with the families of those who were lost, and we're praying for a speedy recovery for those injured. I know that story was a little bit of a downer, so we're going to try to lighten it up a little bit. It appears Logan Paul truly is leaving Los Angeles and heading for Puerto Rico because he listed his estate just outside the city. Paul's Asino estate hit the market Tuesday at $8,995,000. The staging photos are impressive, complete with a closet stocked with shopping bags from Hermes and a garage with a beautiful Rolls Royce. While the Rolls might not be Logan's, the massive yard, swimming pool, wine cellar, and billiard rooms certainly were. And whoever buys the home will be able to spread out in seven bedrooms, six bathrooms, and 7,667 square feet of living space. Logan has put plenty of work into the home, but will still likely make a profit considering he bought it in 2017 for $6.6 million. Paul has been very vocal in the last couple of years about his desire to move to Puerto Rico for financial reasons, and unloading his house is a major step in doing just that. Thank you guys for listening to LTE News. All of our stories can be found on TMZ.com. Those are our sources. So be sure to go read them if you want any more information on all the stories, and come back next week for another group of headlines. This week's guest is an amazing actress from Detroit, Michigan. Katie Chinakis joins the show. We sit and talk about all her driving forces behind acting and just what she wants to accomplish in the near future. She's been on shows such as It's Only Sunny in Philadelphia, CSI New York, and CSI. I'm really excited to bring you guys this interview. So without further ado, Katie Chinakis, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, Isaac, thanks for having me. And to the listener tuning in, I hope to add a lot of value. And thank you for being here with us. Yeah, we're really excited to have you on. Uh, Pretty much just want to sit and talk. um, Pretty much if people haven't heard about you, could you give us a little bit of backstory about like what you do for entertainment wise? Sure. Um, Well, I I grew up um, Greek. And so um, I was turned on to a lot of fantasy, Greek mythology and poetry when I was a kid. And so first and foremost, I'm a poet. I love language. I love writing. And I found through language and through poetry, I could express uh, my emotions and be in tune with the intelligence of my body. And I could express to make others happy. And I was really wanting to entertain people at a very young age. And so it led me to comedy. It led me to drama (laughs) and understanding and exploring both sides of the coin in TV and in film. And um, I grew up in the DJ, um, the underground music scene in Detroit, Michigan. So I grew up going to all the best rave parties in the world and all the biggest DJs internationally would come to Detroit and it was so cool before DJs were really really popular in western civilization like they are now and so um, I dabbled in music I went to a DJ music program for a year to understand what kind of DJ I wanted to be what kind of DJ I would become and then I I went on tour with 50 Cent and G-Unit doing music and that music was from the root of poetry and language and sharing those stories. And I was able to get a team in Hollywood and, you know, get an agent, get a manager, get a job, uh, a lot of auditions, jobs. And, um, you know, so I uh, did modeling um, in between auditions, 
um, to, you know, earn income as well. And um, I also do voiceovers. So I, I love voiceovers. I do voiceovers every single day of my career. It's so much fun. And it's really neat because I'm utilizing my instrument, you know, which is my voice um, and through the craft of acting. And so with all the training I've done in acting, a lot of these things I just mentioned go hand in hand, um, but it's all about the, the base of the passion, your desire, take your given circumstances and apply them to the canvas and, um, and apply them to the craft of acting, of painting, poetry, music. Um, yeah, so, and I express that through the world and I do that to make an impact on others so they can feel inspired uh, while we're here, you know, sharing this collective experience as humans. Yeah, that's great. I mean, uh, I've heard so much about Detroit, um, just the music scene up there. I've heard it's phenomenal. Um, much like St. Louis is a very blues heavy thing. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And so I feel like um, the world is just drawn to places like to certain hubs of that entertainment. Um, so that's super exciting. Uh, you talked about moving to LA. What what was that train or what was that change for like for you? Yeah, I when I was in um, Michigan, I was a small fish in a big pond. And then after I got my feet wet and got going in the industry, I became a big fish in a small pond. And that's when I had to make a choice if I was going to do what everyone else was doing, get married, have kids, get, you know, things like that. Or if I was going to take a leap of faith for a career. And so I traveled, you know, to um, four major cities. And then I decided LA would be the one choice I selected. So I went in and I knew one person and that one person, I really didn't even know. I just met him one time at an acting workshop in Michigan. And, um, and that's all it takes, though. It takes just one person that you can meet one time to give you a great piece of information to lead you on your journey. So that's why I show up and do what I do, because if I just say one thing in this whole podcast that inspires someone like I've done my job, you know, um, and we we um, let's see here. I went to Los Angeles. There was this one person. And he told me to get into Stanford Meisner's acting class and uh, William Alderson, who studied directly under Stanford Meisner, who was the teacher at the Neighborhood Playhouse in New York. It was very famous, the Neighborhood Playhouse. And so Gordon Michaels told me to get into um, William Alderson's class um, with the Stanford Meisner technique. And I did that and I studied it for one year. And when I did that, I just knew I had to be a butterfly and network and meet people. And so that's what I did. And I was 1000% focused on acting and meeting people to get an opportunity. And, and so um, I worked with the auto show actually um, from Michigan, they booked me on the auto show. And so when I went to California, the auto show was in Boston, Chicago, uh, LA. I mean, you know, the auto show, right? They have it where you are, but it's like three to five days. I think you have a smaller show, right? Yeah. I think it's two, three days. Yeah. So when I was modeling for the auto show, I had the opportunity to do the three to five day shows, the five to seven day shows or the 10 day shows. And I'm a big city girl. So I did the 10 day shows, Boston, Chicago, all the big cities, because 
before streaming, I was, that's how I was always thinking. I was, I was a streamer. So I'm like, let me go work for 10 days, make, collect all my money. And then I could be in LA for 20 days and focus and be in class, study, network, being in Samuel French bookshop, you know, reading and just getting like involved in entertainment. So I was uh, going out and getting jobs and or auditioning for jobs. And then um, I got a modeling agency. Eventually, I totally forgot I was a model. So I was so focused on acting that I forgot I had like a model book. Um, and so I eventually got hooked up uh, with a uh, modeling agency. Um, but yeah, I just met Dennis Quaid. And he, you know, we were sitting down at this booth together on Sunset Boulevard at this event. And he's like, kid, he's like, you need three things in this town. He's like, you need an agent, you need a manager. And you need a job. He said, F the rest. And I loved what he said. And I always, you know, carry it with me to this day because it's exactly what one needs, even in the 21st century right now. I, I went to California at the end of 2001. I met Dennis Quaid probably in 2002, my, earlier on in my career. And two, de uh, two decades later, with everything that's happened in the world and being hybrid, self-taping and, um, you know, a lot, the new agencies and, and the system of the machine and, and Hollywood, it's still the same. It's the agent, the manager, and the job. That's it. The agent, the manager, and the job. So I went off on my journey, traveling the world, dabbling in some things, you know, that I mentioned to you earlier, um, even starting my podcast, She's All Over the Place podcast, which is, you know, popular and doing very well. And thank goodness. And then, um, but now I'm, now that I've experienced all those things and I've been successful in those areas, now I'm at the point in my life, it's like, okay, like, <laughs> you know, I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm like getting tired. I'm like, you know, um, I still have a lot of ambitious energy, but, and I've had success, you know, with the platter of things, but now that I've totally fulfilled my cup, I had to, you know, take a look during the pandemic of the two decades of my career and then a reflection of you know god willing the next two decades of who i am and where i want to go and i really love uh, expressing and i can and i've made the most impact through acting and the quality of choices in you know the people i work with in the industry the stories i'm telling the parts i take on to make an impact on you know the people who are viewing the the roles i'm taking on um and also animation because it's the craft of acting and you can, now you can be anywhere in the world, which is awesome. And it's so much fun. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's great. There's so much great information uh, that you just shared there. So that was really great. Um, I do, f I do f agree with you there that it's, you only need those three things and I would add in even good to have a driving force. Uh, personally, if you like, don't, have the drive to do, want to do it then why are you even doing it um that's just my personal opinion but <laughs> yeah I mean we definitely have to have a, a drive right I ran cross-country so I I was equipped to short-term medium-term long-term goals and I my motto when I was a kid was just do it Nike to win victorious people and so I always had that go-getter self-mentality I see so many people you know, who don't have that. And I see a lot of privileged people who are comparing themselves to their other friends. My mommy gave me this, my daddy gave me this, their mom's giving them this, they're investing in this. And it's like, 
they're 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 in this bottomless pit of always wanting their mommy and daddy to get them the next bigger better deal and um it's vicious it's a vicious cycle and people along my journey they're like oh it's the, the berry's sweeter when you do it yourself and i'm like what are you talking about it's it's better when someone helps you and like you have help and they're and they're doing it for you and you delegate and your career is popping what are you talking about <laughs> you know cuz like eventually you want that but but now i see since I'm so independent and my parents raised us independent, my, my, my yaya came over, my papu, my grandparents, they came over from the old country and they picked blueberries. You know, they, they, they went, my yaya, she went 10 hours on a donkey each way to pick blueberries for her job. And like, you know, those, those roots and they come from very humble beginning, you know, my grandparents and my parents were, you know, in America um, going for the American dream you know, working nine to five as teenagers, raising four kids. Um, you know, so we had some privileges, you know, um, anyone who's tuning into this podcast definitely is privileged because the space and the time to be able to tune in is, is a gift, right? Like it's an exchange of energy for our time when we're getting paid to do a service and, you know, to be able to take time out for ourselves, to enrich our lives, to be entertained, to educate to be inspired is is a beautiful gift and those things are actually what really matter not you know how much money we have sitting in a bank account because if you look at the society of what's happening you know bank systems might not even you know be around in the near future like everything's going to crypto and the blockchain so we're living in revolutionary times here and um you know um we need to hack hac and dismantle what everyone else is doing and what the illusions that we're seeing it's a it's a product of the system to disillusion us and to divide us as a society and we're actually all here on this planet breathing and we share that collectively and we all made the choice to be here so for us having the choice to be here and for us to be here listening now and just to be breathing is the number one gift of all everything else the drive that you're talking about is like exciting to be able to tap into that and go to the next level you know um, just being here is is the gift like everything else like this morning I was thinking you know because I, I do my prayers in the morning and I, I need to get with myself before I can get with the world because if we're not connected to ourselves how are we showing up in the world and everyone else is going through their own stuff and so we need to be able to tune in with ourselves and make sure we're connected feeling whole and pure and you know making it um, you know, not about us, like in prayer and in service and, you know, asking, you know, I believe in God. So whoever you believe in to, you know, the, the life force to, you know, help me support me on this journey, please allow me to dismantle these pressures I've put onto myself. Uh, please uh, uh, allow these pressures that maybe my family or my partner or other people have put onto me. They are not mine. They are not serving me. Please dismantle them so I can be here now and in peace because, you know, people carry around so many burdens of other people and from guilt and from childhood traumas that aren't ours. And so we get buried down. And so it's hard for people to find that drive because we're so congested with things that aren't ours. So first we need to clarify you know, in a solitude space of what is ours and what's not. And the things that keeps coming up, just get, you know, okay with that and just take some time to 
you know, um, check in with that and don't, don't, what we, how do you do that? Not by not, uh, not judging it, not putting myself down, not putting so much pressure on myself that I'm thinking this thing that it keeps coming up, actually look at that and say, Hey, okay, this keeps coming up. I hear you. Thank you. I got it. Oh, it keeps coming up. Okay. Thank you. I got it. Oh, oh, it keeps coming up. Okay. I, I hear you. Okay. You know, and then, and then go on that journey to befriend it. And it dissipates from overpowering you and seeming like a monster that's holding oneself down. So we can actually get to the joy state to actually get to the drive and the purpose of what we want to be creating on this planet. Yeah, for sure. That's so much information once again. <laughs> no, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's you really do have to tap into your own uh, your own life drive um, just to keep yourself focused on what you got going on. Um, and just keeping yourself on that path. Um, that way, you, when you come across other people, you can either help them along with their journey um, as your paths intersect, or just keep going in your own directions and just help each other along. Uh, I think that's really key, um, just being a community of people to help each other. I think that's really what our world needs right now, um, even going through this pandemic. Um, it's been rough, um, people losing yeah. jobs and, and whatnot. Um, I know yeah. things have happened that we haven't prepared for. Um, it's really started unexpectedly. Um, but I think it's just really key for us to come together and uh, really help each, help each other along. Excuse me. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that's, yeah. Yeah, uh, I love that. And, and do it with kindness too, because inside we have addictions. We all have addictions. And what are we addicted to? And some people, you know, they get a rise off of being mean to other people because we were, you know, it's a cutthroat society and, you know, it's generational trauma of other people being mean to us. So then we're mean to other people and we weren't giving an opportunity. So why should we give an opportunity to other people, let alone give an opportunity to ourselves? So we're mean to ourselves and we're mean to other people. And so what we can do is it's a practice. We can check in when we're being mean or if someone's saying, hey, you're being mean or that didn't make me feel good. And instead of being like, oh, well, you're weak or um, cutting them down or saying something snobbish or something, we can look at that, you know, that nasty behavior and change the relationship with it. And, you know, how, however we are with people, we're that much deeper with ourselves. So if someone else is being mean to us, it means they're being doubly, you know, or quadruple huh, meet up, you know, that means to themselves. So those people then, you know, we can rise to the occasion and actually meet them with compassion and kindness because they need it the most. And if we're doing that over and over, it's not our responsibility, you know, to, you know, show up like with them all the time. Like we can share that with someone, you know, a few times and we love them but if they're not going to change and they're not going to, and they're going to still cut me down or make me feel a certain way, instead of reacting and putting them down and saying, I'm not going to be around you in this, the best, you know, the best thing to do for me is just to walk away. And true wisdom is just peace and just not explaining yourself. Because if you've already, if you're explaining yourself, you most likely already explain yourself multiple times for months or even years. So the best thing to do is just you know, create the separation to be able to create a clear new energy because, you know, it's toxic. It's toxic. It's very toxic to be around people, um, not only people, but 
uh, TV, like the pollution of what we're, we're putting, what we're putting in our bodies, food and what we're watching and the movies we're watching and the things we're tuning to, how we hear sound, it's a vibration and it goes into our systems on a cellular level and into our intelligence, into our brains. And that's what we're communicating with the universe. And so then we're going to put that out to people, you know? So uh, my friend asked me, I think it was yesterday. He's like, He's like, you don't watch TV, do you? And I'm, I'm like, no, I don't. I, I, I don't. I, I do like streaming and movies, uh, but I never turn on the TV to see the news. I never turn on the TV just to hear the, the noise in the background. Uh, I find it to be a distraction. I prefer silence. I prefer the, the consciousness energy. I, I like to listen to the silence. There's a lot of information in the silence if you know we're aware of the subtle energies. Uh, I prefer listening to classical music and, um, you know, a podcast and thing, things like that or reading, you know, um, so it, but that's a choice and it's a practice to keep out that noise pollution. And that can be another whole podcast about noise pollution. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Uh, sometimes you just need to go and maybe just sit down and in a quiet space and just go through your mind and figure out what, what, what you got going on. And then just also, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Absorb, uh, the, the, what's going on in the world and just bring that into your, into your path and into your mindset. Um, so yeah, that's great information. I too, like sometimes sitting in the, the quiet and just not doing anything. Um, it's kind of relaxing and kind of uh, just rejuvenating, if you will. Yeah, it's that, but it's also, a, it's, it's beautiful to do that 1000%, 1000. And it's also an opportunity to tune in, like you said, listen to your thoughts, and then you can pay attention to those thoughts that keep coming up, that keep going in circles. It's just an energy that's firing and wiring. So what are those thoughts that keep coming up? Do I like those thoughts? Do I not like those thoughts? So dissect them, write down the thoughts that you like, write down the thoughts that you don't like and see, keep, keep aware of the thoughts that keep coming up so you can hack. And when a thought keeps, keeps coming up, you can say, oh, okay, we're not going to have that thought. And you distract yourself from that thought so you can pivot to something else, right? So not only are we aware of our thoughts, but we're, we can tune into our hearts, into our body, and we can sit to see how we're feeling and, and tune in to how we feel, right? Um, because, you know, only thinking is just analytical. It's from the throat up, our throat chakra in our head, but getting to the gut, getting to our gut, getting to our heart, our heart center, it has over 40,000 neurons. Our, our hearts are very, very powerful. So, you know, attuning to our hearts and le learning or relearning how to listen to our body when you know sometimes we're we're saying oh i don't want to do this like that's your body saying you don't want to do it like you know what i mean like we have to listen to our body like you said take time out to relax and just rejuvenate um the, the the quickest way to repair the immune system is just sleeping sleeping is very very healthy sleeping fights off depression you know some people are like oh i'm just you know sleeping all the time and they feel guilty for it, but it's really important um, to sleep because our bodies heal on a cellular level. It's it's really good to sleep. Uh, Ariana Huffington, one of my mentors, I love her. Um, 
she she has a, a TED talk. It says, sleep your way to the top. <laughs> it's like a five minute TED talk. It's all about the importance of sleep. And she has a great book people can check out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I enjoy sleeping. I'm very good at that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, me yeah. too. <laughs> but uh, so going back to your acting, talking about that, um, what what would you say are some of your goals for doing your acting? Yes, uh, my goal is to become a household name in TV and film and animation. And um, I've had success in all areas, which I'm very excited about. Uh, but now I'm, I'm taking it to the next level uh, and getting past my emotions, getting past my own stuff, getting past um, everything that what was um, through quantum detoxification and focusing on um, my craft of acting and showing up for projects and being a household name. So I'm very excited. Um, I've been going out for a lot of HBO Max limited series, um, a lot of indie films. So um, during the pandemic, I was able to get a whole new team, thank goodness. And um, I'm in the system, rocking and rolling with casting directors. Shout out to the casting directors um, who are calling me in and wanting to see me, my work, to show the director and the producers to put me up um, for these projects. So that, those are my goals. And I'm really excited about it. Yeah, well, it's super exciting. Um, first, congratulations on all the success so far. Um, it's really Thank exciting. Um, where, what do you have planned for the future? What did your future? What did your uh, future look like? This is a very, 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 very good question. <laughs> um, so I'm at the age now where, um, so when I was a kid, I knew I was having children later on in life. So um, God willing, it's it's in my cards and it's meant to be, but um, I wanted to take time for myself and have a career first and everything I've done that kind of, that I mentioned, I was, those were my babies that I was birthing, but now I'm biologically at a level uh, and age where, um, you know, it would be really good for me to have a, a family. So I really love the fact that with with the children because I do voiceovers the all the Disney movies all the baby movies all the video games you know when they get into the ages of playing video games I go out for those all the time so um you know I went I have to wonder like oh what if I had like, like kids now you know and and because I would be watching all the the movies and the video games and watching them but it would be being a mom, but actually it's, it would be feeding my craft as well. So I look forward to, uh, you know, the, the movies, the kids movies and the, the video games, um, you know, while acting and, and, and starting a, a family. So that would be, um, ideal. And so I guess, I guess, um, exploring the next chapters of my life, um, for motherhood, you know, um, and then endowing that experience through entertainment as well. So, um, those are, those are my future goals. And I think it's a pretty big one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. it sounds awesome. Uh, me and my wife are actually going through that right now. Uh, we're trying to have our first child. So that's exciting. Oh, congratulations. Blessings. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're going through a rough road right now. So it's kind of, it's kind of good and kind of bad. No, it's rough, but yes. We're yeah, excited. but it's just energy, good, bad, up, down. It's just, it's going to happen. I see Caroline Mice, I feel you. We get to grow through it. So you're going to, you're going to go through it and grow through it with 
yourself or with others, but you, the, the opportunities you get to grow through it together. Right. Um, which is, which is beautiful, no matter if it's high or low. And then Khalil Gibran talks about, you know, understanding the, the deepest sorrows. So you can really celebrate the, the highest joys. And, and how do you know what that highest joy is because you've grown through the other stuff that's maybe not so pleasant. Right. Yeah, for sure. And Caroline Mice, lastly, she says, um, you know, we're going to, it's going to happen no matter what, like, you know, the journey's going to happen. How, and there's a knife, how are you, are you going to hold it by the shaft? Or are you going to hold it by the blade? Right. How, how, what's, how, how are we going to grow through this? What choices are we going to make while we're, while we're going through this experience? And that's for the listener to tune into and ponder. <laughs> yeah. For sure. You know, the power of the choice. It's she has a TED talk. It's the power of the choice, actually. It's um Caroline Mice, M-Y-S-S. She's a mystic intuitive. She has um, if you download Overdrive, uh, you can get it through your public library. You can listen up to 30 audiobooks per month for free. It's awesome. Uh, and um, she has over 10 audiobooks on there and she reads them all. So it feels like an angel's directly speaking to your soul. It's so therapeutic and very healing. And she's really big into the power of the choice, you know, because we all have that choice. We have that energy, but it's the quality of the choices we're asking, the, you know, the, the food that we're putting in our bodies to give us that infinite intelligence, the people we surround ourselves with, what we're attuning to, but no matter what, if it's good or bad, it's all energy. But what do we do with it and how do we apply it? So I, I take all of it and I apply it to the canvas. I apply it to the craft of my acting and the choices that I make for each character. Um, so no matter if it's good or bad, I mean, I've been through some stuff. It's life. We, we all have been through some stuff, especially I think, you know, during the past year and a half, we've been through so much stuff. But I take all that stuff, all of it, and I just funnel it right into my work. I have to. It's the only way I think I can really survive, honestly. And make yeah. sane of this world. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's a crazy world right now. So, yeah. um, Lastly, for our listeners, uh, how, how can we stay connected with you? I'm on all social media platforms. Every single one you probably think of. But um, so just type in my name. But uh, chinakas.com is my website. Uh, C-H-O-N-A-C-A-S Chinakas.com I do coaching for people one-on-one I do life coaching and industry coaching for clients for people so if they want to attune with me and, and connect more also you know the She's All Over the Place podcast is a great place we have over 60 episodes and it's all valuable information on arts and entertainment uh, in business with ethics morals and values so um, you know I'm not right or wrong um, I just share my personal experiences of over 20 years in entertainment and traveling the world. And hey, if someone's listening to this and um, what I did in 10 years, you can hack it in a month. Cool. That's why I'm here. <laughs> you know, it's like I can just share my experience, what worked for me, what didn't work for me, pivot the trajectory of where we're going in society. You know, um, so those are some places. Uh, She's all over the place. Podcast is another great outlet. All right. Yeah. Perfect. We'll be sure to put uh, links in our description below. Um, that way our listeners can follow along with you and keep up to date with what you got work in the works. 
and uh, just following you and seeing what you're up to. So definitely, definitely. Uh, once I, uh, you know, get on my TV show, we'll have to have a round two and, and talk about the process. <laughs> of course, I would always be down for that. <laughs> yay, yay, yay. Definitely. Yeah. Me too. Me too. So Katie, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate you taking out time out of your day uh, just to talk with me for a little bit. Thank you, Isaac. I appreciate you so much. I honor you. And for anyone tuning in, thank you so much for being here and, and sharing the space with us. I appreciate you. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out anytime. Special thanks to Katie Chinakis for coming on the show this week. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Be sure to go check out all her works and her websites and socials. Uh, they will be in the description below. Be sure to come back next week for another amazing episode. I can't really tell you who it's going to be next because we got a lot of things getting lined up right now. So be sure to be on the lookout for that. Go check out our socials for all upcoming guests. And we will see you next week. Until then, be safe. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 